If you could convince the interviewer that you are the best person to address one of these five pain points, I guarantee you will get the job. Hey guys, ECRG here, back with another episode. Today we're gonna to be talking about what are the top five pain points, the main challenges of clinical trials. Now this is an important video for you guys to follow and really, really pay attention to because this is where the part in the interview where you can really sell the interviewer on your skills and what exactly you bring to the organization. So as you guys know, we do do interview prep. You guys can email us, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com if you're interested. We are going to boost your confidence and give you all of the confidence and success and all those good vibes that you need going into the interview so that you knock it out the park so it looks like you've been there before. So if you're interested in that, email us, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com. And this is one of the things that we're going to discuss in depth because you wanna really talk about how your experience, how your skills, just even the fact that you know what the top five pain points are, most applicants aren't gonna know that. And most applicants don't do a really good job of selling themselves on, you know, or, or selling the company on how they can really help out with their skill set. Most applicants don't do a really good job of that. So this is the opportunity in this video, take notes right now on the top five pain points and challenges in clinical trials. Number one, number one is patient recruitment. So I'm getting this, these, uh, this list from, it was an outsourcing farm article. They did a survey on the top five clinical trial pain points. They did a survey and they asked all these people, it was like over 400 people, what were the main challenges that they felt in clinical trials? And so when I'm going through the numbering system, one through five, with the first one being patient recruitment, that had the highest number of people saying that that was an issue that they experienced in clinical trial. Not getting enough patients, not being able to recruit patients. So if you're coming in, you know, let's say you're a clinical trial assistant or you wanna come in as a study coordinator, talk about how you can better help patient recruitment. And we got some videos like that on the channel. And yeah, for sure by the time you're hearing this video. But if not, we will have some videos in the near future about how you can boost patient recruitment and some tips and tricks that I have learned uh, being, you know, in my initial capacity as an in-house CRA for the first little while, I was a patient recruitment expert. That's what I focused on with all of my sites. So I've got a lot of experience with patient recruitment and the tactics and stuff that we, we use during that time to better recruit patients. So I'm gonna be sharing that if I haven't already, that experience with you guys. So you can use some of that stuff and some of those ideas into how you can better help recruit patients. And I'm sure by then there may even be more stuff out. This, this field is ever changing. This field is ever evolving. So, you know, next year, 2019, 2020, 2021, there might be some new things out about patient recruitment that might better help people re recruit patients. So that's the number one challenge. And that's by a long shot. So this one was at 76%. The next best one, the second main challenge, was at 48%. So that's almost 30% difference. So obviously patient recruitment is the number one pain point by far. So we got the second pain point coming up. 
And the second one is on-time delivery. Now, what exactly does that mean? That means when the uh, CRO has finished the project and is ready to deliver it to the sponsor in order to submit it to the FDA. On-time delivery. Now, clinical trials can take anywhere from one year up to five years usually, depending on which phase they are in, phase one, two, three, even phase four. So on-time delivery is going to be the second challenge of clinical trials. And this can happen a lot of reasons. Uh, CRA turnover is a big one, just turnover in the industry in general. That makes it hard to progress if people are constantly changing positions. You gotta constantly train them and retrain people. And just having a lot of turnover slows things down. Another thing is sponsor expectations, which can slow down delivery. They may think, you know, if, if you know, they may be trying to put the trial on a racetrack kind of thing. It's going to be a sprint for, for a few years, not really understanding it's kind of a marathon. And, you know, sponsor expectations is a big thing. Uh, they just don't know what to expect. A lot of sponsors just don't know what to expect in a clinical trial. So they're thinking it's only going to take two years when in reality it's going to take three years. So on time delivery is a huge challenge in clinical trials. And that was at 48%. So the, the delta between these next four are not as big as the delta between patient recruitment and on-time delivery. But still, people felt like on-time delivery was a big deal. I'm a little surprised by that one. I felt like this third one would, would be a little bit higher than on-time delivery. But the third one, only behind by a couple percentage points, is study startup. So what does this mean? I mean, they just feel like this, the study startup phase is really, really long in clinical trials, and that's a main challenge. Uh, a part of this could be, um, you know, a part, of, a part of the study startup process is, you know, getting PIs to sign documents, getting PIs trained up on the protocol. Even recruiting sites can take a long time. Just getting sites that are willing to accept the protocol and say they can recruit enough patients. And that kind of goes hand in hand with the patient recruitment because most sites aren't gonna say they can do a trial if they can't recruit the patients, or if they don't have the infrastructure to recruit the patients, or if they don't have enough site personnel at the site to run the study. So all of that kind of goes into study startup, and that can be a, a really big problem for the CRO and even the sponsor. And that's, that's really why they end up going back to the same sites over and over again. So you get one study as a site owner or as a site, you're oftentimes going, and you do a good job, that is, you're oftentimes gonna get repeat business from the CRO or the sponsor because it's hard to find new sites and they've seen your work before, so they wanna work with you again usually. Especially because a lot of the sponsors, they have specialties in certain therapeutic areas. Um, you know, Some may specialize in rare disease, some may specialize in ophthalmology. It just, whatever their specialty is, a lot of those same sites are going to be have the capabilities to run those studies. So they're going to go back to the same sites. They built a relationship with them over and over again. So, you know, study startup can be a big thing here. Uh, one, a main challenge here. And then the fourth one, number four, big number four, we've got ensuring compliance. Now, this is, you know, a main challenge because, and this was only behind 1%. And I think what they mean is ensuring compliance of the protocol. Now, as we talked about before, you've got a lot of CRA turnover. That's probably the most turnover in a position. And, you know, if you're constantly training people, training new people, 
people that are new to the study, getting them in to training as fast as possible, not really caring if they understand enough or had enough time to train. I know that's happened to me. They want me out, they want me out there in the field. They want me remote monitoring these sites, you know, yesterday, but you know, it takes a couple months to do training. So it could be hard to ensure compliance. If you've got CRAs that are out there on the road that don't fully understand the protocol and everything they need to do, then that can be that could be a challenge. That could be a big challenge. Especially if there's a lot of turnover, you're gonna experience a lot of that over a few year long period. So I can see why they think ensuring compliance is a big is a big challenge. Another one, that's only what's the percentage point behind that one, behind ensuring compliance. Sponsor CRO communication. And that's a big one. I've got a lot of experience with this because, you know, the sponsor CRO communication can be slow depending on the sponsor. And in, within the CRO, there are many levels you have to raise it to. You have to go to the clinical trial lead. Then the clinical trial lead has to talk to the project manager. Then they have to confer with each other. The project manager might have to talk to the project director. Then the project director has to go to the sponsor. And then, you know, the sponsor responds. And then it goes right back down the chain again. So sponsor CRO communication can be a big pain point just because there's so many levels that you have to go through before you can finally get an answer on something. And then before you know it, there's so many other things going on in the background that you've lost track of what's going on and no one even remembers what they asked about. Or you might get an answer a couple weeks later and not even realize you know, you didn't get an answer or have completely forgotten about it. So sponsor CRO communication is huge because of all the levels you may go through. And of course, I don't know if you guys will remember this, but they used to play a game back when I was a kid that you'd a group of people would sit in a circle and one person would say something to the, another person and then they'd go all around the circle you know, with one phrase. And then by the time it got back to the original person, the phrase was completely different than what he originally said. And that just goes, that's kind of the same thing with the sponsor CRO communication because as you go from different levels, people word things differently and you may end up getting a completely different question than what you asked for originally. Or it may not even make sense what, what the question was. They might be confused and that's because it's completely different than what you originally asked for. So the sponsor CRO communication is big and I think working in a sponsor would definitely, you know, if the sponsor is running the trial, it would definitely eliminate a lot of that just because it is so hard to get a response from the sponsor a lot of times. Only designated people in the CRO can are authorized to talk to the sponsor on that level. Um, so a lot of times, you know, it's not even worth reaching out to them yourself. And, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just a big problem sometimes. Another thing. Well, this is the last one that they talk about. So five, I got a bonus here. For all my OG subscribers, you're gonna know I, I like to do bonuses in my videos. So we're going back, we got a bonus here. And this one is about six percentage points below sponsor CRO communication. And this one is data accuracy. So when we're talking main challenges of clinical trials, there are a lot of, a lot of people are talking about data accuracy and that's a big deal because the whole point of having all of these people working on a clinical trial is for accurate data. That's the purpose of having a data management department. That's the purpose of having CRAs go out onto sites. That's the purpose of having study coordinators with experience so you collect accurate data. 
And, you know, sometimes having notes of files can be a problem. Having, you know, home nurses could be a problem. Um, there's such, there's so many moving parts in the clinical study that data accuracy could be a problem. But the purpose of having CRAs and making sure that they are really well paid is to make sure that they monitor and that you have accurate data. So that's amazing. So they got all five here and a bonus is in data accuracy being the last one. So I'm gonna go over them really quick once again. First one, main challenges of clinical trials, you've got patient recruitment. Uh, second one, we've got on-time delivery of the study. Third one, we've got study startup. Fourth one, we've got ensuring compliance. Fifth one, we've got sponsor and CRO communication. And then the sixth one, we've got data accuracy. So those are the top main challenges of clinical trials according to Outsourcing Pharma. So do you guys agree with that? Do you guys disagree? Uh, would you like me to go into a little bit more depth about any of those, about what I see and specifically about the main challenges? Let me know down in the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, you can email me, eliteclinicalgroup at gmail.com, or you can text me 910-502-3732. And that's it for these videos, guys. As always, like, share, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the channel. Please leave us a review on the podcast if you've been enjoying. As always, you can donate to the podcast uh, if you listen via Anchor. So thank you guys so much, so, so very much for listening. Take care, guys.